Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio listeners, I'm Evangelist Wanda Gray, sharing God's sacred word Bible study with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all you do. And though our best isn't good enough, we come asking for forgiveness. You are like none other higher than the highest. So I ask that you fix that that needs fixing everywhere for everybody because you already know our needs. Fix them, Lord Jesus, and move in me, Lord, to help others understand your word on this talk show. I pray you continue its growth and bless Block Talk Radio financially and spiritually. Lord, give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of what you want us to know, those who seek your word, to find you, Heavenly Father. Bless and watch over them in Jesus' name. Let them and everyone everywhere learn to depend on you. And those who have found you, strengthen us, Lord. Lead and guide us not into temptation, but help us to just walk away. Bless those, Lord, who are struggling and those not struggling, because we need a blessing from you, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, help us to love and pray for ourselves and others. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Before I start, let me again thank God for guiding me, and I pray for everyone's understanding of his word. And as always, I thank Granny's Place and Minister Joel Lewis for giving me this opportunity. I'm here three Fridays a month, 8 to 8.30 a.m., plus on Facebook, at Peace, Get God First, you're welcome to join our group 24 hours with questions, answers, comments, recipes, and there's so much more. Now, due to time on Block Talk Radio, I will give you the outline of each chapter, and I'll comment on some verses. Now, let's get into our lesson. Second Thessalonians chapter 1. The outline for chapter 1 is as follows. After the introduction in verses 1 and 2, the apostle begins with this epistle with an account of his high esteem for these Thessalonians in verses 3 and 4. Then he comforts them under their afflictions and persecutions in verses 5 through 10. And he tells them what his prayers were to God for them in verses 11 and 12. The main subject of the first and second Episcopal is the coming of the Lord. 
The first epistle deals with the rapture of the believers, and the second epistle deals with Christ's appearing in this world. In Thessalonians chapter 1, Paul is defending himself once again, this time about a falsified epistle. Timothy and Silas were the apostles' companions on his second missionary journey of the year 51 through 54 A.C. And before them, Barnabas and Mark were with him on his first journey. Now, the book of Acts is a good book for their journeys and the building of the churches. Paul lived his life working for the Lord, traveling, building churches, preaching and teaching, and suffering as Christ suffered, trying to get into heaven since Paul was chosen. Now, this is the second letter that Paul wrote to the Thessalonians. You see, they looked out for one another, and the Thessalonians, they offered often sent Paul gifts while he was in prison, and they wrote one another. Silas, Timothy, and the famous Thessalonian church members, God blessed them all in so many ways. They had a rare patience and faith, and they believed in the Trinity, and God blessed them all. Silas, Timothy, and others carried mail from Paul, round trip by sea and foot to Thessalonia and elsewhere. So now that the apostle Paul can't evangelize anymore because of being confined, he still spreads God's word in prison. And he sent Episcopals out to various places, often repeating uh, the same greeting or benediction or the same prayers or verses and giving the same instructions to various churches as he sent to other places and other people in time before. Now, the first Episcopal shows Paul more as a nourishing type of person, while the second epistle shows him more as a father with his beloved children in the faith. Um, this is also in First Thessalonians 2, 7 through 11. Now, the Thessalonians still suffered heavy persecution from enemies of the gospel. And then a new Phantasm uh, came in among them, and these people announced that the day of the Lord had already started. Probably it was a falsified epistle which Paul was claimed to have written. And you can see this in Second Thessalonians 2 and 2. Now, there was still some young Thessalonians in that group, and they had begun to kind of lose their faith. And uh, they were beginning to 
wonder if that was really a hope of the coming of the Lord and see Paul heard of it. And so that's why he's writing this second epistle to teach and to encourage them. And this epistle note is not quite as warm at heart as this second epistle that is written because of the grievance and they're clearly talked about, you know, in the second part of the epistle sending Paul's name out on something that he didn't write. So Paul showed his esteem of them in a way of expressing it like this. Paul glorified God on their behalf, and he writes that we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, which is in verse 3. Paul chose rather to speak of what was praiseworthy in their way of thanksgiving to God, and it was accounted as a matter of thanksgiving, for we are bound, and it's our duty to be thankful for God for all the good that is found in us and others. And it's not only an act of kindness to our fellow uh, Christians, but it's our duty to thank God on their behalf, Paul writes. He also glorifies them before the churches of God in verse 4. Now, the apostle never flattered his friends, but he took pleasure in commending them and speaking well of them to the glory of God and for the excitement and the encouragement of others. Paul glorified in the grace of of God, which was bestowed upon them, and his glorifying was good. And the pleasure he took in himself, it centered in the praise and the glory of God. But what he thanked God for, namely, was the increase in their faith and their love and their patience. In the former Episcopal, chapter 1 and 3, he gave thanks for their faith love, and patience. Here, he gives thanks for the increase of all their graces, that they were not only true Christians, but growing Christians. The reason for the apostles' thanksgiving and glorifying on behalf of the Thessalonians was that their faith grew exceedingly and that they were more confirmed in the truth of the gospel revelations, and they were confided in gospel promises, and they had expectations of another world. The growth of their faith appeared by the works of faith, and where faith grows, all of the grace grows. Paul said, where faith grows, Love will abound, for faith works by love. And not only the charity 
of some through with them, but of everyone to each other, they did abound. There was no such divisions among them as in some of the other churches that Paul had founded. Their patience, as well as faith, increased in all their persecutions and tribulations. And patience then is a perfect work when it extends itself to all trials. Paul says that there were many persecutions which the Thessalonians endured for the sake of righteousness, as well as other troubles which they met, you know, in this life. Yet they endured them all by faith, seeing him that is invisible, and looking to the repay of reward, and endured him with patience. But with patience, rising from Christian principles, which kept them quiet and submissive, and gave them inward strength and support. And the apostle says, to you who are troubled, he says, rest with us. Because in heaven, ministers and people shall rest together and rejoice together, who suffer together here. And he says that the meanest Christian shall rest with the greatest apostle. And if we suffer for Christ, we shall also reign in him. That's in Second Timothy 2 and 12. And then we go down to verses 11 through 12. In these verses, the apostle again tells the Thessalonians of his earnest and his constant prayer for them. And he apologizes that he couldn't be present with them, yet he had a constant remembrance of them. They were much upon his thoughts. He wished them well. He could not express the goodwill and wishes to them better than an earnest, constant prayer to God with them. This is another example of Paul repeating some of the words in different epistles to different people and etc. Paul said, the believing thoughts and expectations of the second coming of Christ should put us upon prayer to God for ourselves and others. Because we know that when Christ comes back, it's not going to be a pretty picture for all people. Everybody won't go into heaven. Some people will go into hell. And Paul says that we should watch and pray so that our Savior directs his disciples, which is in Luke 21 and 36. He says, watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to stand before the Son of Man. The apostle said in verse 11, it is a great concern to be well instructed what to pray for and without divine instruction. We know not 
what to pray for. As with without divine assistance, we shall not pray in a manner as we should. And he says that our prayers should be suitable to our expectations. And the apostle prays for him. Paul says, if there be any good in us, it is the fruit of God's goodwill to us. It is owing to the good pleasure of his goodness and is therefore called grace. Paul says that the fulfilling of the work of faith is in order to the fulfilling of every other good work. And he says that it is the power of God that not only begins, but that carries on and perfects the work of faith. This is the end that we should aim at in everything we do and desire, and that is, that God and Christ in all things must be glorified. And Paul says that our good works should so shine before men that others may glorify God, that Christ may be glorified in and by us, and that we should be glorified in and with him. And this is the great end and design of the grace of our God and our Lord Jesus Christ, which is manifested to us. It is according to the grace of God and Christ that it is an agreeable thing considering the grace that's manifested to us and that's bestowed upon us by God and Christ that we direct all we do to the glory of our Creator and Redeemer. Paul, here is once again, you know, redeeming himself from being criticized, where there are still false teachers that are coming in trying to sway the Thessalonians from their. Um, honesty, and their tight connection that they had with God. So there were always false people trying to bring them down, trying to make them think different than what God is saying, kind of like us today. When we read that Bible, we kind of interpret it the way we want to interpret it sometimes instead of the way that God interprets it. But no matter which way it goes, God's way is always going to be the way that's always going to work. Even though Paul was in prison and he couldn't go places, he still led a busy life. And he was still preaching the word of God. I can understand that out of all the letters he wrote when he was in prison, but yes, sometimes he kind of might have copied the same thing over to another letter if it was going to help another person um, in the same area. I can understand that he would make a copy of that and send it to someone else. But they were just close. Not saying 
that Paul wasn't close to the other churches, but he just had a closeness with the Thessalonians. Like I said in the lesson that God did, he blessed Paul and he blessed them too. You know, the kind of faith they had is not an ordinary faith. That had to be the work of God. You know, human man just can't have the kind of faith that the Thessalonians had. That comes through a connection with God. But it was, this was a good lesson. You see a lot of that in Thessalonians 1 that you see in Thessalonians 2. You know, there's always a comparison as you go through the two books where the second uh, Thessalonian is always referring you back to the first book of the Thessalonians. This ends our Bible study. I pray God's word has shed some light on some things for you. I'll see you next time, right here, the same time. And don't forget to visit us on Facebook at Peace Keep God First. And don't forget to check in with God from time to time, 24 hours. He's free. May God bless you and keep you until we meet again. Bye.